Lizzie heads back to Crazy Town while Josie takes another walk on the dark side. We've so much to talk about and break down in this episode. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Buzz. Hey, everybody. We are back. Legacies. Finally, we've missed you all. I know I missed there not being an episode last week, but... Tonight, I am your co-host, I'm your host, I am Haley Graves, and I am the biggest Legacies, Vampire Diaries, all of the above fan. In fact, just going to toss in a little humble brag here because I actually just got followed on Twitter by the Legacies writers, which I love to give them a shout out. So going to take that opportunity now because Penny Cox, you killed it this episode. Heck of a job. And now I have to, of course... Introduce you to my lovely co-host, Ms. Shiksha Matani. What's up? She's basically the queen of AfterBuzz. She's on five shows. <laughs> and not just that, she's joined me this week once again because she loves legacies and being on this panel. I do. I'm so excited <laughs> to finally be back after a really long week of yeah. uh, no legacies. Yeah. So, it yay. was a long week. All right, guys, tonight we are going to dive into everything about this really cool Japanese episode, beginning with the Karuta and the Ani. We're going to talk about Landon's busted plan, a little Josie versus Hope action. We're going to dive further into this Lizzie MG saga that seems to never end. And then Alaric and the Sheriff's not-so-great love start. We'll also be having a little bit of news and gossip that you're going to want to stick around for. And of course, our special segment, The Merge. So go ahead, brainstorm your best duo from this episode and your worst duo. You can also jump in the live chat. Shix is there to give all of your feedback and to let us know what you think. So with that, yes. Ms. Shiksha, what did you think of this episode? Oh, it was a packed episode. There was so much that happened. It was like, oh my God, what do I need to be paying attention to? Uh, but I love it because the more information I get, the better. So... And it was a good one. It was a good I one. I agree. I agree. I think I had I had mentioned to you that another one of the writers, Brett Matthews, he wrote the last episode. He mentioned, he teased something this week on Twitter alluding to this episode being a pretty big one. And so I was kind of preparing myself, but I didn't expect it to be this big. I overall really, really enjoyed this episode. I love how they're continuing to develop these storylines for this season. Really, really happy with it. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in. Let's remember that... Going back, um, no one really remembers Hope except for kind of a lark now. Um, she went a- into the Malivore pit, and then she found a way out, but no one remembers her. And now all of the monsters that came out of the pit with her are all after Landon. Yeah. Except for tonight, we meet the Kuruda. I am probably butchering that because <laughs> it was said in Japanese the whole time. Yeah. And he is there to protect Landon. Yeah. So again... We're just all on this protecting Landon train. It's like season one all over again. I mean, we just yeah. can't get away from it. But so let's just talk a little bit about his storyline. We're introduced to him in the very beginning because he is actually consumed by Malivore. We, we see that happen. And then he pops up in present day and he's just in search of this demon, which we learn that the demon can touch people to transfer itself. Mm-hmm. So it ends up getting transferred to a lot of different people yeah. in Mystic Falls. Yeah, it was a really interesting storyline that oh. I didn't anticipate, For honestly. Sure. Um, and you gotta love 
Karuda, um, <laughs> they just make you really love him. You yeah. know, he's a little out there, but lovable, especially his whole storyline about how he's been chasing Oni for all this time yeah. and, you know, how he took it on himself instead of killing a child. I, You just love him as a result. Yeah. Um, but this Oni character... Is interesting. It's very interesting. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. Demon that's just transferring between people? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know what I think about that yet. Just because there was so much. Yeah. Just jumping around from and mortals I, to not, you I know? Think, I think what I liked most about this, um, it was meant to be a subplot. Because yeah. that's just how we know legacies goes, is we have these monsters and they defeat the monster and there's so much else going on that's deeper than mm-hmm. just the monster they're fighting. But this monster was really the focal point. It kind yeah. of, this is, it was like a big octopus that had just these tentacles that touched everyone. And so let's talk about who it ended up kind of touching first that had the biggest impact on us and that was Roth. Yeah. So yeah. when he touched Roth, that was a scary moment for yeah. Landon. Yeah, it was. I actually thought that it was his werewolf side coming out initially. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I think I was still trying to figure out what was going yeah, so on. I think you know? so. I think what happened just for everyone listening, um, just to do a really quick recap. So the Oni was just a random human in Mystic Falls who mm-hmm. then was Roth and Landon when going to go find Hope. Yeah, that was when they noticed that this character was following them. Right. He bumped into the same character that we saw in episode one, who's the was one of like the football linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumped into him. He then ran into Roth in the hallway. Right. And that was when it transferred to Roth. Yes. So, but... But, Yeah, but we didn't really know what was going on yet at the time. Yeah. We just saw the red eyes and stuff. Yes, But also we're dealing with Roth and he's just come back and he's dealing with being a werewolf for so long. So I didn't didn't see that coming. I was confused as to what was happening with him. I feel bad for him because he had to deal with this also. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, poor Roth. I mean... Yeah, I kind of thought that... It would have a stronger hold on Raph because uh, the Karuda, he stated that the reason why he was able to, um, I guess, embrace the Oni for so long was because mm-hmm. he had such a broken mind yeah. that the Oni didn't know how to take a hold of it. Mm-hmm. And so with Raph, I was like, oh, this is going to make sense because he's still struggling with his werewolf side. Right. So I was like, oh, this is, I see where they're going with this. But then we see him. Because I was like, wait, is no one else freaking out about this? I knew instantly when uh, Roth threw the Oni, or I mean, threw Karuda against the bus. Yeah. I knew immediately. Like, I was like, he touched him. But yeah. then he just kind of like, was like, that didn't go as planned. And he talks as himself. And so again, I was like, uh, yeah. like maybe it didn't. But I was like, no. Like, I was like, there's no way that the writers and the directors of the show, like, missed that. Like, no. there's just no way. And then we find out that it, he did get touched. Mm-hmm. And it was also in an attempt to get Landon. Yeah, I, you know what, I think that this demon was creative just because it... That's a a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Creative demon. It was a creative demon because it also kind of allowed them to push all the characters together because they're not at Salvatore School, they're in Mystic Falls and they needed a reason to come out and... So, yeah, I think it was a really cool way to bring all these random characters together. Yeah, so now we know that the Oni is in Karuda. 
and yeah. going after Landon. So now yeah. let's talk about Landon's plan. Okay. His failed plan, basically. <laughs> Landon trying to be the hero again. Yeah. Well, can you blame him? I mean, everybody's trying to save the guy. At some point, you got to feel bad and be like, dude, just let me deal with this. Oh, yeah. No, I respected the heck out of him for it because yeah. he, and I actually kind of thought that his plan was smart. You know, mm, yeah, it I'm a phoenix. Smart. Yeah, I'm a phoenix. I have personally killed myself several times. I know I will come back. Yeah. So let me take on this demon, kill me, and I will come back. Like to me, that <laughs> yeah. was honestly the most logical plan. But then, mm. going on, then Josie had other plans. Yeah. So then we had really from the beginning of the episode, Josie versus Hope. Yeah. So before we dive into that, I have to give a shout out to Kaylee Bryant. Because she was brilliant. Speaking Japanese is not easy, and yeah. she did it flawlessly. And they even made it to where it was almost some comic relief. Mm-hmm. When they ended up realizing that Landon was there with Hope, mm-hmm. she says to the Karuta, who can't communicate with anyone but Josie, basically, what the hell is she doing here yeah. in Japanese? I got a little, I got a kick out of that. And also, like, I don't know that word, but even I know that's not okay. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, good for her. It yeah. sounded really good and yeah. fluent, and I was impressed. Yeah, I, so was I. Really and, impressed. I. and according to Twitter, everyone was very impressed. So mm-hmm. props to you, Kaylee Bryant. Yes. That was amazing. I also want to just say that I think Landon, because we were talking about him. Yep. He just wants to use his power. That's his yeah. only power yeah. so far. Wait, so. do you think that we can touch on this a little later on or now, but do you think that he wants to continue to die because he has those memories of hope? Oh. Hmm. I feel like that for sure could Maybe. be part of it. Especially because at the end of the episode, when he asks her, why do I see you every time I die? So it was almost like a second reason he wanted to sacrifice himself mm-hmm. because Josie was getting so mad at him before. Yeah. That's a really great point. I yeah. I think maybe at least subconsciously a little For bit. For sure. Yeah. But also, I'm just, that's his only power. So I think yeah. they needed to give him a heroic moment a little bit because everybody's using their powers. And, yeah. And it just. And there's Landon. <laughs> it just, it didn't really work out for him. But. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still, they're still leading us on a little bit here because now we have, we don't even have a love triangle anymore. It's a full on rectangle, maybe even hexagon, however you want to call it, because we have this situation where Josie and Landon are together. But then Hope still loves Landon. But then now Roth, who we all know how we all feel about the <laughs> rope ship. The rope. Yeah. So it's just, it's funny. I'm like, stop teasing us, writers. Yeah. You know, and when they drop these breadcrumbs of Roth wanting to go to the school to see Hope I and know. talking about how incredible she is. I'm just like, ah, what are you doing to us? Yeah. Tell us, you know? Yeah. I, you know... So we have Logan Knight saying, yeah. to be honest, I want Landon and Hope to just be friends. I, okay, I could get on board with that. I would too, actually, yeah. because... I think they would have a great friendship, actually. They would. They would. And now with all this past history, like, yeah. I think it makes sense for them to be friends. Yeah. I'm not against him being with Hope, and I'm not against him being with Joe. Because yeah. I think they keep making us like one or the other. They Mm-mm. just keep... The writers keep switching it up Josie's on Josie's rubbing me the wrong way this season, but... Yeah, she is, but then then she has moments of clarity. True. And, like, we see her old self, and we see how good she is with him, and then... True. I'm torn, So, like, know? well, speaking of her and her being different this yeah. season, 
Let's talk about her using so much black magic. Yeah. And the fact that Lizzie got a rash as a result, too. Well, I thought that was interesting because what happens to one happens to the other. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that a lot in Vampire Diaries. So Mm -hmm. I found that very interesting because that was actually, wasn't that what Kai, that was the actual spell that Kai placed on him and Bonnie. Because I remember Bonnie, when she came out, she was like, nothing can happen to me because it will also happen Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like, you yeah, can't, yeah. like, I remember she was like, you cannot kill Kai because I will die. Oh, <laughs> that rhyme. yeah. Um, but, so I thought that was interesting that they, that that's happening to the yeah. um, Saltzman twins. Um, but what else was crazy about this is Vardy. I'm convinced, I'm sorry, he's, he's evil. Yeah. He's evil for no, anyone that, for anyone evil. that tried to say that he wasn't going to be evil, homie's evil. And especially, (laughs) but I did like how they tied it back together between him and Josie and the fact that in the beginning when she was like, I'm not doing black magic anymore, I thought this was a really well written because she claims she's not going to do black magic. She has a rash from doing it the first time Mm. and she's obviously remorseful. And then he says, well, why would you put limits on yourself he again throws some shade at her dad, and then he also says sometimes using a little bit can be good. Mm-hmm. And that really, at the time, I didn't realize it, but it foreshadowed, obviously, then to the end when she does end up using it again yeah. for good. Yeah, I, I'm not on board with her using the dark magic, though. Like, yeah. at all, I do think Farty is evil. I'm debating whether or not he's Malivore, and now I'm not so sure. Just Ooh, because, we'll get into predictions in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay, I'll hold off <laughs> on that. But um, the fact that he's pushing her to do the dark magic yeah. seems really sketch, and I'm not loving it, honestly. It's really changing her personality mm-hmm. and just the way that she approaches things yeah. and... So, yeah, I understand that some she needed to do it at the end to yeah. save her sister, and I respect that. But at Agreed. the same time, it was almost so easy for her to just do it. What's crazy to me, though, well, I guess it's not that crazy now that I'm thinking about it. But, so, I'm assuming, or I'm just clarifying that because she had black magic still in her, mm. that that's why she was the only one that couldn't touch the sword. Because remember, she was the only one that when she grabbed yeah, it, yeah, she she... It, like, burned her hand. Yeah. But then Lizzie was fine. Oh, God. Yeah. And when she took in all that dark magic, yeah. is that turning a switch in her? So, well, before we get there, yeah. I just think that Vardy is straight up using Josie, and that's what I'm going to leave it at for them, too. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's pretty obvious and especially oh wait one last thing before we move on him having the temporary restraining order on Alaric yeah we knew that that was coming because he told him in the last episode but still just the fact like if there's not he can just stamp it on his forehead hey I'm up to no good at the Salvatore school like I don't know what Mm -hmm. else like needs to happen for people to realize like he's keeping Alaric out not for his own pettiness but because he knows a lark will figure out what he's up to. So, actually, talking yeah. about that for a second, I was looking at the comments that you uh-huh. guys left um, in our video last, in our yeah. after show two weeks ago. Yeah. And somebody mentioned that why it, no, a couple of people mentioned why is it that he's even able to do that? Because doesn't he own the school with Caroline? And can't they just fire him? I want to say, oh, I'm trying to dig deep here, y'all. <laughs> I think. Almost Caroline has more of the rights to the school than 
Alaric. But why not call her and say no, this I know. guy's well, no. not working well, no, out? Remember, and... No, because remember, Caroline found Vartimus. She's the one who hired him. She yeah, brought him but to school. He's evil. Yes, for sure, <laughs> and, for sure. And now he's now he's pushing Alaric out. Yeah, and Alaric has a stronger relationship with her. Well, than we think Barty. We think. Yeah. Okay. We think. But um, yeah, so he should just call Caroline and be like, "This guy's not working out." Yeah. Let's hey, find writers, somebody else. Make that happen. Yeah. Call Caroline and bring her back <laughs> on the show. That would be fun. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. But so with that, so the one that it ends up that the Oni ends up being in last is Lizzie. So let's talk a little bit about, okay, again, yeah. our just saga of Lizzie and MG every week, week after week. <laughs> we're all on this roller coaster going left, going right, oh going up, God. going down. That's how I feel watching this. And yeah. it's irritating because yeah. I have my opinions on Lizzie. She grows on me. She doesn't grow on me. And I liked her this episode. See, <laughs> by the end of it, gosh dang it, I did too. But yeah. before we get there, um, she she impressed me this episode, and not uh-huh. just her as Lizzie, but Jenny Boyd. What a performance! Yes, to be able to go back from the crazy to the not crazy to the crazy that to not crazy. That was amazing. It was incredible to watch. To be able to cry on the spot, to have that much passion. I just want to tip my hat. This was your best performance yet of yeah. an episode in Legacies, and you should be very proud. It was amazing. I want to go back and rewatch that scene, yes. honestly, because it was just like, dude, yeah. Yeah. that was so good. So before we get to the Oni being in her, because there was a reason pretty much why the Oni ended up being in her. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole scene with Sebastian. Oh, my God. And yeah. I have to give MG props. You know, he really still cares about her. He still has her back. And the fact he made the effort to get a very old-looking video camcorder and going and taping her on this date with a non-person. And it was just... Mm -hmm. I respected him, but then when she says that he's no longer existing to her, my heart broke a little. You know what, though? Like, he was showing her that he is a good friend and that he does care about her. And... I, I love MG for that because yeah. he didn't give up on her. Yeah. But at the same time, and, and it was smart. It was really smart. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Lizzie was just so unfair. I mean, we've never been friends before and all that. Yeah. You can see he's not lying to you. Yeah. He's, you I mean, she's in straight denial. Like, I think yeah. that was a moment of pure panic that we saw in Lizzie yeah. because... And she let it out on, on him Oh, yeah, she completely deflected what was actually yeah. going on with her onto him. And she does that a lot to MG, which is mm. really unfortunate. And I kind of hope that this is the last time MG um, kind of takes it. Mm-hmm. But then MG, it's like I'm starting to think, like, is this dude, like, some kind of Malivore demon? Because, excuse me, all of a sudden you see now MG can see him. And all he needs... Malivore demon? No. Okay, but the other thing I kind of am thinking is, since he's a different type of vampire, we established that he's a vampire, which means like he's a really old vampire. Really old I think one, that's yeah. what we were told um, in the comments. And I wonder if he's invisible because he hasn't had human blood. Because think yeah. about it, that's what he keeps trying to get. I know that it's a part of being a vampire. You want, you want your blood all the time. But... I wonder if there's something about that that that's what makes him only able to be seen to certain people. Yeah, you know, I don't know what his deal is. I maintain that I think he's a hybrid, and I think okay. that he's also a witch, and he can fair. control that. I that's know that fair. people in the comments were saying maybe he's 
a ghost. Maybe he's projecting his mind. Um, and some were saying maybe she oh, has a... Oh, I wonder if he's like, his body is still somewhere. And projecting somehow. Yeah. Oh, I like and that. some people were saying maybe Lizzie has some piece of jewelry that allows her only her to see him, which now doesn't yeah, make sense that because now MG that can out see. The door. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Derek Hogan saying, "I think Sebastian is a vampire ghost." Interesting. Yeah. But can they be ghosts because they're they live forever? I don't know. I know for a fact we're gonna find out next episode. True. We'll we'll, right? we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there yeah. in a minute. Um. So. But, like, the crazy thing, so we know then this is what really, this cracks Lizzie. Because she is holding on to every single piece of sanity that she has left. And this realization, it cracks her to the core. Mm -hmm. And we see her eating ice cream. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately when she ends up getting um, the Oni inside of her. Yes. Because she stabs it. But it somehow still Come, gets inside yeah. of her. The fact that she was even, like, her mind was able to go back and forth and not be completely possessed. See, no, that makes sense, though. Does because it? Because think about what uh, Karuta said in the very beginning. He said that he was able to master the Oni because he had such a broken mind. Oh, no one yeah. else in the show has such a broken mind as Lizzie. And just completely not knowing who they are, having zero oh, emotional stability. So because of that, he didn't know how to control her because she had no control over herself. Yeah. And so I thought that that was really cool the way that they, they did, that. did that. And then just, again, how she just kept going back and forth and mm-hmm. being able to tell them. Um, What's going on. Yeah. It ties in with Sebastian. You're right. Because the whole Sebastian angle is what made her go over the edge. Yep. Which then allowed her to then have that moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. A lot of people yeah. are saying that he's a ghost. Huh. Okay. Well, we're going <laughs> to so, find out for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was really, really powerful the way that they used her this episode. Yeah. And then it also kind of made me sad because they talked about the underlying feelings of what she thinks about the merge. Because she brings up that she automatically thinks she's going to lose. Which is very interesting because season one, Lizzie was the stronger one and the more dominating one, making Joe do everything. So I think at that point in time, it would have been the opposite. And now we're seeing a reverse. Yeah. And... I don't know what to think because they're only sixteen, right? So they have yeah, they're sixteen. Yeah, they so they just have six 16. years to go. Yeah, for sure. But now the fact that she was almost giving up and saying, "Well, this is pointless." Speaking of that, so when that moment happened, Josie said, "We're not discussing that until we have real answers." Mm-hmm. So one thing that kind of bugged me this episode with Josie was the fact that so she keeps saying this about the merge. She keeps saying, "We're not going to talk about it. We're going to avoid it. We're going to ignore it until we have." Real answers or at least real solutions. Mm -hmm. But then, what does she do this episode? Nothing about this mysterious rash that she's gotten. She does no research as much as she does on other things. She does not look into it. She doesn't discuss it with her father. It just happens. Mm -hmm. And then she goes and touches this weird thing that Vardam has had in his office. And it was just, to me, that moment was just out of character for her. To just touch that hourglass. Yeah, without having any questioning, just doing it. And I get when you're really, really sick, you want anything and everything to make you feel better. But I just thought that that was very strange, that an out-of-character of of Josie. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
but I think that that's how they're showing that she's becoming a different Something person. Else. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. Yeah, and she's it was. I was noticing though because in the past, in the last episode, Joe was kind of going against her father. Yeah, and then she came to her father with the. Um, Karuta. Yeah. Right? So, and then even in the beginning, she told Fardy, hey, you know, my dad said this and my dad said yeah. that. So, I think she's also torn, just like her personality is kind of back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Her feelings towards Alaric are back and forth. Alaric not being there doesn't help. Yeah. And so... Yeah, so before we can go all in on talking about Alaric, because I know we needed to touch on yeah. him too, I just want to give a shout out to everyone in the live chat right now. Just thank you so much for making us be the ESPN of TV talk. Without you, we truly couldn't do what we love to do. Here at AfterBuzz, I'm on four shows. Shiksha, like I said in the opening, she's on five. That means we genuinely enjoy being here. We enjoy talking about these shows, especially with you. We appreciate it. So in order to keep us going week after week, we very much would love it if you would subscribe to our shows, give us a thumbs up, and wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you're giving us five stars as well. We also want to give a shout out to Maria and Kevin. Without you, we could not be what AfterBuzz is today. So keep going in the live chat. Keep leaving comments. Shiksha has talked about several of your ideas. We love it. We thank you. So with that, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Mr. Alaric. Mm. Yes. So. Well, we have Gracie and Ryan saying Alaric is not winning the father of the year. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay, but touching on that, low-key, they like brought back the whole hope in um, Alaric, like, father-daughter bond, which is weird to me because at yeah. the end of the episode, I felt almost like Alaric was giving better advice to yes. Hope than standing up for his own daughters. Like, I tried to convince myself, so I'm sitting there watching it. I'm trying to think like a father. I will not ever be a father, but trying to think <laughs> like one. And I'm sitting there, and it's like, okay, this was obviously news to him because we learned that this episode, that it was news to him that Josie and Landon were dating. But then he also learns that Hope, who's not his daughter, is absolutely in love with Landon. And he gives better advice for Hope to go after Landon than for his own daughter's happiness with this boy. I know. I literally wrote that down. Like, what is Alaric doing? Because now he's telling Hope to go after Landon. His daughter's boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm looking at this like, what are you doing, Alaric? What the hell? Um, Joe would not have been happy listening to that conversation. Um, She would have been fuming. We might have seen some more black magic. Yeah. And I agree with Alaric trying to push hope to go back to the school and find I, some I sort agree of with normalcy. All those, yep. Yeah, but the whole landed angle, it's like, dude, just stay out of it. You know, it's conflicting for you. Yeah. Um, and you're right, he does not support or advise his other his twins as well as he does hope. He just he's never been there as much for his twins and yeah. we really saw that be a huge issue in season one. Mm-hmm. And now season two they don't know who Hope is, so they... I know, he doesn't even remember Hope, but he's still giving her better that's, advice. I mean, that's when you kind of know his love for Hope is real. Yeah, Because, okay. like, he's still under, like, at the bare minimum, he cares enough about her as a human to do all these things for her. But, again, his daughter should still come first. Yeah, we have Carlos Hernandez saying, well, because Alaric knows that Landon is only into Josie because he doesn't remember Hope. Okay, that's fair. But so, still. In a sense, we could say he's trying to protect his daughter at the end of the day. Before Is maybe they he... get down too deep. 
Okay, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm to, not I'm sure. Try, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the but, doubt here. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't buy Alaric as their, the twins' father. I've been having a okay. hard time with that since season one because there are moments where he acts like their father, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's very forced. Yeah. Um. I'm not the chemistry there. The father daughter mm-hmm. chemistry is not there for me. Yeah. Let me know, guys, in the comments if you agree with me. I just it's forced. I just yeah. they're his daughters because they say they're yeah. his daughters. I wonder if it just goes kind of deeper in the fact that this is probably going to sound horrible, but if he maybe would show them more affection and love and bond, had Joe always been here, because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe there's a little bit of resentment in a way that. Caroline and him never were like a love match so I feel like that's always been a big piece of Alaric's life Mm -hmm. that hasn't panned out ever Mm -hmm. since Joe. Yeah I see that. A lot of people in the comments were saying that it's an epic the epic love story between Hope and Landon. Yeah. And and it's kind of like Damon and Elena. Um, Do not compare (laughs) Hope. I just got offended do not compare Hope and Landon to Damon and Elena. Yeah. Absolutely not, people. Damon and Elena are, like, here, and um, you have Landon and Hope. Rope. Their ship name is yeah. Rope. Anyone's no, that's, ship that's name? rough. Oh, yeah. Da, da, da. Ha- no, 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 you're right. Handed, handed. Handed, yeah. Which is still bad. Yeah. So, so we have no. here and here, guys. Guys, <laughs> I was coming around on this whole Handon thing. Y'all know that. I was coming around because I like that they're telling their love story, but that just, nope. Yeah. No, you can't compare that to Damon and Elena. <laughs> well, so that's what some people were saying. I, I agree feel with it. you, okay. though. Damon and yep. Elena are, they mm-hmm. are epic. Yes. They are the true epic love yes. story. And I, maybe that's what the writers are aiming for, though. Hmm. They're starting to build We should that. find out. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not convinced, guys. Yes. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So, yeah. but speaking of still love stories, so Alaric and the sheriff, Sheriff Mack, they're... Oh, yeah. An interesting situation yeah. right now. So, what were your thoughts when Alaric opened up her briefcase? Also, bro, why are you going in her briefcase? <laughs> but, and then he realizes that she has all these documents about him, about his daughters, yeah. all of that. Like, what were your initial thoughts? Um, it made sense to me just because of his history, everything that he's been through and seen, you don't know who you can mm-hmm. trust. So I'm with you, Alaric. I would have probably, if I were you, I would have done the same thing, go through that bag because you never mm-hmm. know. Um, but at the same time, he needs to make friends with the sheriff and they yeah. need to be on the same page and that doesn't really help that yeah, case. Because we know how important sheriffs are in Mystic Falls. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so, um, I think it's still a new relationship and it'll yeah. be interesting to see kind of where they take that one. Yeah. I almost wonder if she's his new love interest. I hope so. Yeah, I've, I do too. I've, read some, I've read some stuff, sorry, spoilers, that she potentially will be. Yeah, me but too. But I just I've don't sent, know how I've deep it will be. Yeah, I'm really hoping... They seem to have chemistry. I agree. Yeah, so... And he needs it. He deserves it. Yes. Poor it was, it was weird that he, in the same scene or back-to-back scenes, that he gave Hope this advice of, can you live your life without ever finding this out? And then he doesn't go and show up at the bar. I think he was having a little bit of guilt because he was with Sheriff Mack when his daughters were experiencing the Oni and everything that Lizzie went through, that he was with her. So I think... He was trying to be a good dad and was like, I'm not going to go to the bar and have a drink with a woman I like because I wasn't there for my daughters earlier in the day. Like, it doesn't really work like that, bro. Like, just go have the drink. You already were with her. The moment is over. There's nothing left for you to do. Like, 
Yeah. Go to the bar. Just go to the bar. Well, so some people are saying that um, she's evil. The Sheriff Mac... So Grace and Ryan said, said uh, Sheriff Mac is definitely evil. And Carlos Hernandez said, yeah, I think she's one of the cloaked figures at the end. I'm going to disagree. I don't disagree. think so. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think so, so either yeah. because then that would then mean that her kids are evil and I just... And they were there kind of... They weren't there before, but I just... I don't think that that's going to be the case, but um, that's just my opinion. So we have Ivan Soto saying that... Hey, Ivan. <laughs> vampire and vampire is the same thing. It's like saying dog and puppy. Okay, I do. See, yeah. Ivan, I thought it was you that say yeah. that said that, that makes when we discussed it last time. So thank you again for the clarification there. Um, so with that, um, I just... Overall, Alaric, like... Yeah, I just, I d- they didn't even mention her kids, though. The yeah. broken arm. I yeah. I wanted Hope to go and fix his arm. Yeah, um, agreed. This episode. They were just and MIA. Completely. And they were yeah. in the school, and there's yeah. the demon we that's saw going the, around. We saw and, um, the daughter. I can't, I just blanked on her name. But the Maya. Maya, there yeah, we go. Maya. Yeah, Maya. And then it's Ethan, right? Yeah, it's Ethan. Ethan. Ethan so, Maya. yeah, where were, where was Ethan? Well, I guess we're covering, but still, yeah. Hope could have snuck in and I agree. fixed it. I agree that <laughs> they could have just done compulsion yeah. and he wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah. So, we now have some news and gossip, don't we? We do, indeed. News and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Woo! All right, guys. So... Um, Riley Volkel, <laughs> Aunt Freya, is coming back. She's coming back episode six, which is literally in two weeks. Um, according to TV Line, she receives an unexpected visit from one of the Salvatore students. I wonder Ooh. who it will be. Ooh. Guys, let me know in the comments who you think that person will be. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Um, I don't know who it's going to be. We'll see. Mm, me neither. Um, and... I'm just going to say it. Just toss out there, MG. MG? Yeah. Okay. Just, that's going to be my guess. Interesting. Um, and then, <laughs> actually, I think it's going to be Lizzie because Lizzie remembers... Remembers Hope now. Oh, it's good gonna be point. Lizzie. Good point. Okay, you win. I was just trying to think of the most obscure person that I could yeah. be. Yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> and second of all, Kai is back, you guys. Womp, womp, um, womp. He was in that video camera in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's actually, so Chris Wood will be coming back as Kai in the 12th episode of season Ooh. two. I know, that's so Ooh. far away. Yeah. Uh, which is in February. So we got a little sneak peek of Kai, which was amazing. Yep. Seriously. It was a breadcrumb. It was. And we're all very excited about it. But yeah, we don't get him again till episode um, 12. Ooh, so. maybe that's when we'll finally get to the merger. And oh, yeah. speaking of the merger... <laughs> yeah, if you like how I did that. Let's do so that. So we're good. going to get into our special segment. For those of you joining us, our special segment is called The Merger because we all know what is in store for the Salvatore sisters. And when they turn 22, it's also a big storyline for this season. So with that, we're going to tell you our favorite duo and our worst duo. So basically who would survive the merge and who wouldn't. Um, make sure you let us know in the comments who you think is your best and worst duo for the merger this season or this episode. Yeah. So take it away, ma'am. Okay. Worst merger would have to be, oh God, uh, probably Joe and Hope. Oh, I don't like it because yeah. they were such good friends. 
before mm -hmm. yeah. and seeing this hatred not from hope but from joe yeah. it's like no oh, you know they just one. need to be friends um best merger would be i hope this counts because it was very brief in this episode sebastian with mg Okay. It was unique and interesting uh -huh. and different, and I'm very curious to see how that plays Ooh, out. Ooh, I like so, it. Yeah. So my worst merger, or my worst duo, is going to be Alaric and Sheriff Mac, just because that was just a big okay. old dumpster fire this whole episode, from Alaric not trusting her to her trying to say, like, hey, I just wanted to ask you out, and him then standing <clears throat> her up. Big, big fail on both of their parts. Um, my best duo, hmm, this is a toughie, kind yeah. of. Can so. I, like, give a best duo just for Lizzie being awesome? No. It, okay, dang it. <laughs> I tried. Lizzie I tried. with herself. I tried, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she has multiple personalities. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I will say, maybe, I'm going to I'm gonna flip yours from okay. your worst to my best. I'm going to say that, in a sense, Josie and Lizzie were the best because they were the ones who ended up figuring out how to defeat the Oni. Okay. Yeah, actually, they, they worked together yeah, this week, exactly. and I liked it. Exactly. It was like, yes, yeah, sister power. They were both, yeah, they were both very powerful, <laughs> so I think that's going to be my best duo. Yeah, okay, I like it. Um, we have Keith Angel saying Josie and Karudo was the best duo. I agree. Okay. They were good. They were, they good. were with the Japanese and they all were that. Good. Was, they were okay, good. Okay, that was a good one. Yep. Um, we have, let's see, Ivan Soto saying the best was Alaric and Hope, and the worst was Josie and Hope. Okay. Um, Kira says the worst was Alaric with the twins. I yeah. agree with Fair. that. Fair. Um, yeah. That cool. looks yeah. All right, so let's Quickly talk about some of our predictions. So, Your okay. Yep. TV predictions. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm now doubting my last prediction that Vardy is Malivore. What? Yeah, because how can Vardy be Malivore? How can Vardy be Malivore? I am going to disagree and tell you how he can be Vardy. Okay, tell me, please. How he can be Malivore. Um, maybe not Malivore, but I think he's an extension of Malivore. Yes, yes. Because of the fact that he's so eager. We saw at the end of the last episode him absorbing a supernatural yeah. being. And so that is obviously what we've seen the Malivore pit do and the creations of the Malivore pit do, which we also know that it can shapeshift. And mm -hmm. like we saw in season one, so that's why I think that Vardy is actually an extension of the Malivore pit. Okay. I, I could see an extension. I just yeah. don't see him uh, being, him being actual, actually yeah. Malivore. So I'm not really sure what where Malivore even is. Um, sure. Yeah, and then I'm going to go off of one of the comments I read last week. Mm, stealing um, a prediction. I am stealing a prediction. <laughs> you know, we're doing this together, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, that Vardy is the hooded figure. Oh, okay. I like mm -hmm. that. I like that. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We did miss you last week, but we will be here every week. Same time, same place. Make sure you're watching. Shiksha, let them know where they can find you. You can find me on all social media at I am Bolly Girl. That's B-O-L-L-Y girl. And in there, I'll be posting about all the different after shows that I'm on. I'm on six different shows, so make sure to check them out. Oh, six. Wow, she <laughs> added one. And I am Haley Graves. You can find me on Instagram at Haley Graves with two S's. That's H-A-L-E-Y-G-R-A-V-E-S-S. -S. And on Twitter, Haley One Graves Two. We will see you next week, guys. Bye. Adios. Thank you.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 